Hello, I'm Ali Hart and you're very welcome to my podcast, How to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World. Today we are looking at, very quickly, what's the worst thing that can happen? So let's get started. I already know you're about to draw this big picture from your mind. So I am recording to you and then I'm just going to get it straight out actually because I can't believe it's Tuesday again. Um, I always think I'm going to batch these, but at the minute it feels like real time is probably the best, the best way to do it because everything changes so quickly, doesn't it? It's like everything stays the same in one way, but a lot changes. So you're very welcome today. I hope that this finds you well, whatever you're doing, whatever you're creating, whatever you're thinking about stepping out to create. Um, today I am, I've actually had quite a relaxing day because I worked Saturday and Sunday, which I don't normally do, but as we're all finding, um, whenever you've got, uh, yeah, less of a team, but more of a family unit around you every second of every day, um, at the minute I even have the dog at my feet cause I thought there's no point in even trying to get her out of uh, the studio, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the to-do list just rolls on to the next day and rolls on to the next day. But as I talk to you, I'm looking at a portrait that I have finished. Um, I'm looking at a print that I managed to get my Lightroom. I updated my laptop, which got rid of my Lightroom. And then I had to reshuffle everything. And then I, I paid for the new account using a different name, which then meant that my old account... Re- you know the way you just... You kind of start, you crack an egg and you you just, the omelette never comes to fruition. So it took me three weeks to get a, a print photographed, edited. But anyway, my printers who are local in Belfast, they were able to turn it around for me. So I have the sample beside me of it. <clears throat> and on my right hand side, as I was discussing last week, was the launch of my virtual art workshop. We now have 50 people. So I kind of capped it at that. Um, but as I said to you, last week I thought I 10 people would be like would feel good so this feels amazing and um, it definitely feels like I could push it even further which I might do but certainly we have 40 of the um ticket where people like I'm looking right now at one of the samples that I sent out of a little canvas bag you get your paint you get a free print you get a paintbrush you get a pencil so the pack's kind of ready for you with paper and everything in it so in the end, I sold 40 of those because I had such a demand um, and then I just had to cap it. So I have 10 coming to the workshop who are, someone's in Dubai, someone's in Germany and then other people are my students who already have the materials and they're jumping in. So um, I could definitely push it further than that. But, you know, just sometimes it feels already like I'm outside of my comfort zone. But uh, yeah, that feels really good. Um, it feels really kind of uh, affirmative. Um, is that the right word? Yeah. Where like I feel that I listened to my audience and I have um, grown that area. Um, even though, which is what we're talking about today, I feel a bit scared. Uh, if you followed my work, if you're not just on my podcast or if you're new to my podcast, I'll just share it with you anyway. I, um, I'm 37 now. I've been a professional artist, rock, do you know what? I'm sure I've been an artist all my life, really, which I would say now seeing my big two boys are not really arty, but the oldest one has this beautiful flair for poetry, which has just come to the surface. And my youngest one um, is just turned four last week and he is, dance is in his bones. So 
I've been an artist for a long time, but I did my degree and then I did my master's. Um, and after I had finished my master's, I, I felt pregnant pretty quickly after that, really. Uh, but I've been a community artist running workshops, really, from I was about 16. So I keep saying 16 years, but actually from I was about 16, 17, I was just given the um, opportunity to work with youth groups, with young people learning disabilities and with all different age groups. And that evolved over time where I worked for like the Arts Council and for different recycling companies where we were doing like recyclable art and junk art. But the model that I have for this workshop at the minute is a very... Um, it's very much my own model where we, we play it um, from start to finish. So in-person workshops, it's really adaptable for if you're in my one-to-one -one space with me or if you're in a small group that I would do for like maybe five or six people. Um, it's really good for like a an online session. But for the virtual workshop side, it feels like trying to control um, 50 people people but at this but like that sounds hilarious like as if I'm controlling not controlling but control kind of the technical side of it while also the teaching for some reason I have this massive fear even though um on my Ali's Academy on Facebook every week I teach people and they're often doing the same thing at home while I teach I just have this little bit of like imposter syndrome about Friday night which um, I thought was worth talking to you about and how I'm kind of coping with that. You have probably already stepped into fear. I know I'm always harping on at you to do that. Uh, but when we, I'm preaching to myself when I say all of this, when we step into fear, really what you're doing is you're kind of squashing that um imposter syndrome if if i step into fear if i become extremely present in what i'm doing and i look at it practically and think you've totally got this and if any technical things happen that's not really your fault um if things go wrong it's not the end of the world um if things happen it's my decision whether I decide if that thing was wrong or whether it just couldn't be helped. So what's the worst could happen? Uh, so I kind of look at it that way. And in reality, the worst thing that could happen is that something happens to one of my family members. Like, let's be honest. But in terms of the workshop, the worst thing that could happen is like that, you know, the internet's dying and people don't tap in. But I will be recording it all. I've also got time. We all have time. So we can revisit. We can stop start. Uh, I can also mute people and unmute people. And then I've asked everybody on the right hand side of the screen to keep an eye on because I basically have the workshop all laid out in theory because that's the thing with in-person workshops. You can kind of adapt and you can get a feel for how people are doing um, I really push people in terms of getting them to mix their paint, even if they're total beginners. So you can kind of get a feel for that whenever you're in person with someone. But in the same way, I'm able to offer them on the right hand side of the screen. I've told everybody to just check in on the notes. So if they have if they've kind of not followed me in one bit, they can tap in and see. So um, they can be like, oh, I'm on step, whatever. That's where I should be. So. 
I want you to think about that as well. If you have everything in place, if you have faith in what you do, because you know you can do what you do, you're already doing what you do, um, especially if you're step, step, stepping out and doing some kind of workshop activity, you're the expert, right? Like you are the one that knows what you're doing. So everything else is really a bonus. Because if I tap into somebody's virtual workshop for uh, like coaching, I don't do coaching sessions, but some kind of Q&A session, I believe them as the expert because I see them and I respect them and I know what they do and I know they're a professional. So everything else that I learn from them is like a bonus. My time already being with them in their virtual Q&A is valuable. So I want you to think about that as well. You're the expert. You have value. And even though, what's the worst can happen? Even though you feel like the worst thing can happen, it all crumbles. It's not going to, first of all. And if it does, you can just par through it. It's, when we kind of could just change the language in our heads and I'm totally talking to myself when I say this as well or just reminding myself anything that I have anytime my business has grown or there's been this real flourish it's whenever I've really taken control if I've had an exhibition um, and I had an exhibition a couple of years ago in a gallery and it worked really well as an exhibition but afterwards I just didn't really feel like my work was suited in that gallery and I took so I took all the pieces that didn't sell out because it was a solo exhibition and that was a really big deal like I was absolutely petrified going in but when you're decent with people and also when you're up front and you just say like this isn't really working sometimes they will agree with you and be like yeah it's not and that when I walked out of that gallery um and I still send so many of my customers to them because I think they're great and their framing's brilliant. But when I walked away, I was like, what have I done? Like that was my opportunity to be in front of eyes that I, like, what's the worst can happen? I was thinking, this is it. It's all gone. I've just decided to pull the plug on that. But within, literally, like within two months, I had sold another four of those pieces and they were all really, they were my high-end pieces. So the kind of 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 pound pieces. Um, so big wins for me, big, big wins. But I drove away like crying basically and petrified and I drove there crying. But sometimes we've got to really decide what, how the big moves that we're going to make and you really got to think how bad can it be? Because for me, when I walked away and I thought this is all going to fall flat on my face and um, I didn't get a sale immediately whenever I took all the pain things home. But I just looked at what it is. What is it that's working in the business? As I knew I keep saying to you today. But also, like, really what it does is if I decide I want to have my paintings go to a different gallery or to sell them directly through myself so that I can bring people to my studio, which has worked so much better for me than I know that it does many other people. Um, But I had to decide that whatever was going to happen was not going to be as um, uncomfortable as me having my work in that space where it didn't really feel like the audience connected. So I've talked before about you just collect the data 
so for me, I was kind of collecting the data, looking objectively and just deciding, well, look, this isn't kind of working. And in the same way, you know, we've done workshops before and they're not selling. So we just have to decide, well, like we could push this and like break our backs and really, you know, reduce price, which I never, ever like to do. And, you know, I've told you that before, please don't discount, try to add value. Um, I know that workshops are kind of different, but, you know, we had to pull the plug on those before. And it was like, what's the worst can happen? People decide uh, or people say, oh, she had to pull the plug in that. Oh, whatever. Like their their opinion of me is not going to change my whole, everything that I've worked towards. So the same with you, you know, don't let the opinions of others also make you think like what's the worst can happen? Someone talks about you. Well, as my husband likes to say, the wor- the only thing worse, isn't it? Um, Abraham Lincoln, I think. The only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. So I would rather people say, oh my goodness, she had to pull the plug on that. Because you know what? That's life. That's business. It's the same with people who own restaurants. Um, if their dish that they worked really, really hard for just doesn't fly with their customers, sometimes you got to pull the plug on that. And what's the worst can happen? They say, oh, did you remember that dish that they tried? People forget. Like, opinions of others cannot define you. So there you go. That's really quickly. Just you got to look at it. Step into your fears. What is the worst can happen if something flops? Well, really, it's never going to be as bad as you think. And then also, do you know what I love to reduce it down to? At the end of the day, I'm really good at what I do. You're really good at what you do. You're probably exceptional at what you do. And that's why you think, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to make a career of this. You have people that love you. They have people that love you for who you are. If you're like me and you have literally like four other bodies in your house and your dog who definitely loves you, then you've got to look at it and be like, if I wake up in the morning and I have breath in my lungs, I'm still, the, the world's still spinning. Obviously right now we're going through coronavirus. can't believe I got through a whole podcast without mentioning that. But things are very different at the minute. Everything's heightened. Um, our fears are probably even bigger. But actually, I think it's an even more reason to step into your fear because the people, if everything crumbles, you've still got air in your lungs. You've still got people who love you for who you are, even though they might look at your TikTok dances and be like, you're another, whatever. That doesn't mean that you're not amazing at what you do. So what's the worst can happen? Not the worst is basically what I'm saying to you. You are loved by people. You have value. You have a place in this world. You're building a career so that you have your space in this noisy, crazy online space. But um, I have faith in you. So keep going. Step into fear. Right. If some of you are coming to my workshop on Friday, please let me know that you heard from here first. Um, if you are able to leave a review, I would absolutely love that. And then keep an eye out in the next two weeks, we are launching my new website, which I'm very excited about. At the minute, I hate my own website. Not because it's bad or it was built badly. It's just dated and it's really hard to navigate. And that is a pet peeve of mine when I'm shopping online. So alleyheart.com, though you can still look, you'll still get to see a lot of color and life in there. But um, for now, have faith. Keep tabs on all the successes that you've already had, that you're going to have. Keep that vision really strong um, and enjoy the rest of your day. 
Thanks for listening and I will see you on the other side.